Barrington, how are you? Great, man. Good. Been busy, but I can't complain. I know you've been busy, mate. This has been a long, long time, mate. Do you know what? I checked. 17 months ago was the first time I messaged you about this. Aye, it was a, that was a bit, of a bit of a time, man. <laughs> Starting up the agency right in the middle of BLM was, was tight. But no, a bit more chill now, so yeah, I got room to do the funner things now. <laughs> I'm going to... We'll, we'll obviously get into to a Gallus and what you're doing just now, but I always ask every guest when they come in what they were like at school, what they wanted to do when they left school, what kind of career ideas they had. So what was what was Barrington like as a 14, 15 year old? Uh, bit of a fucking dork, man. <laughs> Just played like World of Warcraft, went to the cat house, hung out with like seven other goths at school. <laughs> uh, I got like a far sight away from where I am now, but then it's funny because I see so much of like what I was like then kind of influencing where I am now right. and like, you know, attributing to probably why I've done so well. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah man, I had a I was like pretty straight shooter at school. Like nice. I stuck in, done my thing. Um and then at like fifth year I just bombed out. I just did like just... I just failed all my it... fucking exams. Oh, did you? Well I think I, I failed like English. I think I failed maths. Were so, you like... expecting it or had you prepped for them or well no, I wasn't. I, yeah, I guess I was expecting it because right. I just kind of fannied around in Aye. fifth year and like until like up till fourth year, I was like straight A student, like right. seven A's at um, GCSE or whatever level we done. Right. Um, and then when I went into fifth year, I just got a wee bit of a rebellious streak. I think, and uh, <laughs> you know, I was so focused on like what I wanted to do after mm-hmm. that I was kind of already by. What I was stage. doing at school, and right. you know, I was doing stuff like geography and all that, right. and I just didn't. It just wasn't getting me on anymore. Yeah. I just I wanted to just spend all my time in the art department. Mm-hmm. So I just just like skip class and go up and sit and like <laughs> there was a, like an art school store, and they turned it into like a room where I could go and paint. So I was the only person that was like preparing a portfolio for right. art school. Right. So I basically had this room to myself. Probably. Um, and when I couldn't be fucked going to class, <laughs> so I would just go up there and paint and <laughs> turn up to my next class like head to toe in oil paint. Be <laughs> getting in trouble for that all the time. So I kind of just. Like, I really enjoyed school, but yeah, that last year, I just kind of, like, flunked out, basically. Did it bother you, though? Because you were obviously, you you had art in your mind at that point, so were you bothered? No, not really. You know, I I really wanted to get into ECA, and I didn't get in. Right. Um, But not because of that, just because all of the people that were going in had come from, like, colleges, they'd come from other unis, Uh or they'd done, like, advanced higher art, and there was no way I could have done, like, another... Another yeah, year at that yeah, school. Yeah, after that, right. Um, but luckily I'd got an unconditional into Cardonald to do graphic design. Right. Um. So yeah, you know, like the grades, like, it was a shame. Uh-huh. But I still got so much out of that education and I don't think that, like, passing those exams would necessarily have given me more or less. I feel like I got everything. Yeah. I'd got everything out of school mm-hmm. that I felt like I was going to get at yeah. that point. And uh-huh. I was like, I'm I'm kind of wasting my time here now. I'm, I'm by it and... Which yeah, is good though, on. because a lot of a lot of kids get bogged down with that. Then you got to get that grade. Oh man, absolutely! And you know, like my my wee cousin um, failed all his exams last year. Just like kind of like me, I think just doesn't doesn't test well. No, like yeah. I'm great on the spot, great mm-hmm. like problem solving and that. But I just there's something about sitting down in a room with like a hundred people, just that and one just having exam. to like 
note something off, right. just like take it from the top. I just can't, just can't do it, man. It's just not how my brain works. Mm-hmm. I just go into like panic mode. Yeah. Um, but if I was sitting discussing it, you know, I could probably have done all right in those exams. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it just it just doesn't doesn't bother me too much. So fair play. And you know, like I think I've I've failed a lot through my life, like a lot of things, mm-hmm. and I think it's one of the things that's like been the best for me it's like all yeah. these times that i've failed have always been for a reason been able to look back on them and see what's went wrong mm-hmm. and it's like it's built it's built a lot and do you do you look on failures where we better it was meant to happen rather because a lot of people get bogged down if something goes <laughs> like completely tits up and they're like oh that's me i'm i'm done now but how do you kind of judge times where it's not worked as well for you no i'm i'm very much kind of head down and on to the next thing do you right. know it, they do annoy me and i'm a i'm a passionate person so i'm sure the guys in the office will tell you that <laughs> you know if, if we've failed or we've not done something you know it's it's touchy but mm-hmm. ultimately like i'm just i'm always on to the next thing right. i don't have time to stop and wallow there's always 10 other plates spinning so i can't mm-hmm. afford to let everything else drop just yeah. because you know one thing hasn't hasn't went according to plan and yeah. you know that's always how it's been college uni jobs mm-hmm. health like yeah, yeah it's just been just kind of get on with it. i think my mom just kind of instilled that in me from when i was very very young it was just like which is doesn't, doesn't matter it doesn't matter how bad it gets like you just you just need to keep going you don't you don't really have a choice yeah. anyway do you know what i mean the yeah. world world's gonna keep turning whether yeah. you sit there and fucking mope and sulk <laughs> about it or I, not so you might as well just get on with it 100 percent, mate um what about college uni life how did you find that side of things i absolutely loved it again pretty much failed them both did you did you have fears of see with the way your exams ended up at school did that carry in with you to college and uni did you have that in the back of your mind or no i don't think it carried i think it's just naturally who i am as a person like i'm i'm great practically Mm -hmm. and i'm great at kind of doing tasks and problem solving and you know working collaborative collaboratively what word Mm -hmm. um but i just don't like when it gets to that final little thing um and i think that's why like working world has mm-hmm. worked so well for yeah. me and like being in commercial because it's not about this kind of like one final task it's yeah. like everything you do mm-hmm. collectively till that just becomes the end task yeah. rather than it being like okay well now recite this so, you know i've done two mm-hmm. years at college well i done i done well at college actually i done graphic design um loved it went to cardonald done two years there but i'd always wanted to be a painter um, right. and like i wanted to be a digital painter i mm-hmm. wanted to paint for like games be yeah. like a matte painter um so kind of when they're like designing a video game you know someone uh-huh. would come to you and they say oh we're, we're looking for a hero right this is yeah. what it looks like he wears blue armor he's seven foot tall he's norse looking and then it's my job to come know, up with him yeah come up with it and put all that together and then the, like you know i was in uni and i i just got a bit disenchanted with it because right. i was I think I went through a bit of a transitional phase when I was at college and at the start of uni, I started working in nightclubs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like totally took to it like fish out of water, mm-hmm. like fish in water, fish to water. <laughs> um, yeah, just like I went from being quite, I wouldn't say I was ever like introverted, yeah, but I wasn't like so massive like socially. Mm-hmm. And when I'd done that, I just, oh, I don't know, it just lit something up inside me and I was just like, this is fucking i was out all the time right just like met so many people just wanted to go out be really social and then going into that environment so i went to study computer game arts and animation mm-hmm. at cali 
and it was just like not the culture that I wanted to be around. So right. it really was just like you know, like 40 guys in like a classroom you get in on a Monday and be like, oh, did you guys have a good weekend? What'd you go to? And they'd be like, I just played Counter-Strike for like 72 hours. <laughs> I mean, didn't even leave my room once to got my meals delivered there all night. And I was like, it's fucking... I just hit a point where I was like, I can't spend the rest of my life yeah. like surrounded by this. Yeah. I was like, realistically, if this is what like everyone in the industry that I'm going to go into is going yeah. to be like, I was like, I just can't, I just can't do that. Um, but luckily I was doing graphic design. I'd done graphic design and I was still doing a wee bit of graphic design like on the side. Because mm -hmm. um, I was working in clubs, so all my friends were kind of like opening club nights. Yeah. They were, you know, starting bars. They were just like doing wee side projects mm -hmm. or if they had family businesses and stuff and they were all just coming to me, oh, can you do me a logo? Can right. you do me a brochure? And you know, this is way back when graphic design was still that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> was nowhere near as important as it was just now because of like social media and stuff just yeah. wasn't that big. But you know, so I was getting away with doing like nice wee flyers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, you know, if this is a way that I can stay in the design world yep. and realistically like align it with what I like, mm -hmm. what I'm passionate about, the kind of stuff that makes me feel good. I was like, I think I just need to to carry on with that. So ultimately, kind of at the end of my um course, I was just like, this is this is not for me. I done yeah. I done really well. Like I done a, I think I got a first in like my computer games um design class, but I was just like when Which it came when it came when it came, to, when it came to doing the postgrad or or doing the, the graduation year, I was just like, I cannot I, I could not do another year of this, man. I was like, this will kill me. But you'd like, even delivered when you were still in that mindset of, this yeah. isn't for me. No, that was it. I mean, I was still doing stuff that I really liked. Aye. That's the thing. Like, practically, I loved, I loved, yeah. like, the, I loved the art of it. I mm -hmm. loved what I was involved in, but it was just, like, the culture. Yeah. The culture of it was just not there. And, you know, that might have changed now that we've got, like, apps and yeah. mobile games Aye. and all that kind Aye. of stuff. But at the time, it was very firmly in the, like, it was like ultra computer game focused yeah. and the people that worked in computer games like they just lived for computer just games hardcore. and like you know this was like if i was walking through the uni and like a girl that i knew from pr and in the clubs mm -hmm. would like stop and talk to me we'd walk away like these guys would be like i can't believe you just spoke to a girl <laughs> <laughs> and i was like this this can't be it this can't be my life <laughs> so ultimately just had to be like okay what what else what else can i do and yeah that kind of got me back into graphic design and it's amazing how going to just going out of that social aspect had such a change on you from a career Definitely, point of yeah. view as well i think it was realizing kind of what i wanted from life yeah do you know what i mean and what mm -hmm. i wanted to be surrounded by and yeah i think like getting myself out my comfort zone and mm -hmm. doing something i'd never done before had yeah it did have such a massive impact on yeah. me. it's because i can probably trace like where i am now like directly mm -hmm. back to like one interview that i went to in the arches right. for octopussy which was on like a wednesday night oh, I don't remember and that. Do you know i'd been like once or twice or something right. and they were doing like a recruitment drive for freshers mm -hmm um they were like oh right come along i went in i met two girls sophie and fiona um done a wee quick interview and i was like so out my fucking days you right. know everybody else there probably like already at uni like yep. right in the party lifestyle and i was just like living with my mom in a day like <laughs> at, at uni or at college i can't remember if i was at uni at college at the time um but yeah i got the job and they, they invited me down to start doing shifts and it was just 
chaos man it was, <laughs> it was nuts it was like it used to put like 1500 people in the arches on a wednesday night do you know what i mean and i was just like this is class i want to do this it's all the time it. what a <laughs> what an environment for kind of personal growth though see from exactly that, point, that was it. it just ripped me right out my shell like I, and I, i'm quite like that if i get thrown into a situation mm-hmm. it's like adapt or die yeah right so i was just like right i need to become yeah. the person that they need me to be and you know their idea of pr and was we would go up to like cali court and uh like strathclyde halls during like freshers and like the month or two after right. they would give us a case of vodka right a disco light a speaker with an aux cord and say go and make a party and we would just knock on every door <laughs> and say to people do you want to have a party and eventually you would always get the one block that was like a fucking zoo you know like you'd open it and the first thing you'd see is like a traffic cone like 30 bottles of vodka and you'd be like do you want to have a party they'd be like yes we'd go around knock all the other doors and get everybody up into that oh flat man. for a party and then at like 11 o'clock you'd phone them all taxis and take them down to the club and i think just doing that it just got me in this headspace where i'm like oh, i can i can now like walk up to anybody in the street start yeah. a conversation with them i can sell fucking ice to eskimos like yeah it's, it's, it totally changed who i was but you've no as you say though you you have no choice but to get out your comfort zone with a job like that you can't sit and be like i'll just ease myself into this you've no, got to just no, dive and in it's and no fun if you do either Aye. do you know what i mean like you, you do see people go and do that and i like when i had club nights i've still got club nights we don't really do like physical pr yeah. anymore but and i totally miss that aspect of it but mm-hmm. you know you did get people that would come and they would be quiet and they'd be shy and they'd walk around they'd hand out their Aye. flyers and i'm like you're missing the best Aye. bits of this man like Aye. just get just get stuck into it Aye. and like what's what's the worst that can happen um, 100%. Yeah, so that's kind of, I guess that's what kind of kicked it all off. That's meant to, just going through that period from college to uni to that is incredible. And you probably get, guys who watch this are probably in your uni course like, that, he's fucking totally different <laughs> for that, that environment. But and yeah. then I suppose you're looking at that thinking you don't want to become a product of that environment and just be that person. That's it. Yeah, it was, and you know, like all the, all the games companies were in places like Dundee and Elm yeah. and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it wasn't even like, oh, I can work in Glasgow and like yeah. maintain my social life and just yeah. go in and it's work. It was like, it kind of was You'd like, if you're, uh, if you're, if you're getting involved in that, that's like, that's you, man. You were, felt like it was in it for the long haul, man. I was like, that's, just, it's not for me when I just, when I felt so comfortable somewhere else. So when, when you get into the, the clubs and you were doing your graphics and things from there, what were you then thinking career-wise? Where did you see yourself going at that point? Um, from there, it was just, I guess, getting into an agency. Mm-hmm. Um, I think between then, that that time period is a bit of a blur, man. Probably something to do with the fact that I was out like six <laughs> nights a week. Um, but I took like seriously unwell. Right. Really, really unwell. I've got really bad Crohn's disease and they mm-hmm. hadn't quite figured it out then so right. I think around the time i was like 20 ish i took a serious bout i was maybe like four maybe about five stone do you know what i mean i was like 40 something kilos Aye. tiny man i couldn't do anything um come out the other end of that and i was like right i'm gonna get a job mm-hmm. at an agency um worked at like a family friends agency for a wee while just right. which was barely an agency it was yeah. like fucking two desks bolted onto the side <laughs> of a recruitment agency right. from a pure dell boy who was like there's money in the graphics <laughs> um but it was good it got me on the ladder and while i was there i just kind of put my pr head on right um i found the best marketing agency in scotland at mm-hmm. the time which was equator and i just kind of 
you know, I'd done what I would done. I was what I would do if I was trying to get someone into a club, and mm-hmm. I just like kept mess. I found him personally, right? You know, this is before like really social media and all that. Yeah. So, so I would like phone the reception and I would ask to speak to him, right? And I'd be like, "Can I speak to James Jefferson?" They'd be like, "Oh, can I ask what it's regarding?" I was like, "Oh, it's just uh, Barrington phoning," and just like played it up as Aye. if like this guy's meant to be getting a Aye. call from me. And then like you know, maybe done this like ten times, and then eventually answered the phone. I was like. I seen you're looking for a junior graphic designer. I was like, look, I'm probably like not even at that level yet, mm-hmm. but I'd love to have a chat with you. Let me come in, show you my stuff, um, which was awful at the time in hindsight. Sometimes <laughs> I look back on it, I sick. can't believe I showed him that stuff. But you know, he he brought me in and he was like, yeah, come in, have a chat, show me through his, showed him through my portfolio, um, and it it was kind of just like, look, you've. You've obviously got the basic understandings mm-hmm. here, you know, because I, I was only graphic design educated yeah. to a college level. Uh-huh. Everything else there was kind of self-informed. And I guess it was more about having an eye. And yeah. it was like, like, you've obviously got an eye for it. You do need a little bit of kind of training still. Mm-hmm. We'll keep you in mind. And I think about two weeks later, someone left and they were just stuck in a bit of a shitter. Right. And he messaged me, look, can you pick up this brief? Can you pick up this, like, um, it was for Tesco Bank, car right. insurance. He was like, can you do this? Mm-hmm. And I had to, like, juggle it. And I, I did no idea how to do it. And I was just like, yeah, of course, man. I was like, I sound. <laughs> See you, get me in. Um, so I picked it up as a freelance project and I think they brought me in for, like, a couple of days. But I'd done the test, sorry, like, at night. Um, after my job like right. stayed up learned how to do it and then they were like right you done all right and that one must have got them out of a sticky situation mm-hmm. they brought me in for a couple of days like do you want to do a trial um so they brought me in and trialed me and i remember like they asked for my day rate at the end of it and right. i was like 40 quid <laughs> and the girl that was sitting next to me like took my mouse and like cancelled the email and like brought my sheet up again and went in and made it like 150 quid <laughs> and then sent it for me and i was like oh shit all right okay um so i think i'd done that for like two weeks and then they they hired me i just kind of got oh, on quite sick. well with the team and you know once i was in there i was just like oh, i'm gonna get my claws in man i'm gonna make sure every single person yeah here wants me to be here yeah. so i was you know i was making teas i was helping people uh, oh, i love your shoes this morning <laughs> Jen. they're they're gorgeous you going out tonight how's the husband all that so i was like i'm going to make myself unsackable uh-huh. um that didn't work out in the long run right but for, for the in the interim it definitely worked out yeah. right so i got that job and yeah i think i was maybe 20 or something and i was there i actually ended up there for quite a while um and i was doing like pretty mundane stuff but right. i managed to work my way up quite quickly yeah and there was nobody else really doing what i was doing right um so i ended up doing like all the advertising for tesco bank and sse right um and i ended up really fun i ended up like leading creative for tesco bank at like 21 which is crazy um so it ended up just being like a great thing to have on my cv um but yeah i think i was there for about a year and then ultimately i got sacked because i was so bored I yeah. just like going in every day and doing the same thing although right. it seemed like a great job on uh-huh. paper um yeah i was just doing these ads every day and i you know i just had so many like ambitions of things i wanted to be doing you want more of a challenge at that i've point. always been a bit of a, a bit of a dreamer and kind mm-hmm. of had my head in the clouds like if i'm going to do something i want to do like the biggest thing and i think yeah. my, my creative director james pulled me aside at the end like of it I was just like, look, do you do you like being here? And I was like, look, I love being here. I was like, I mm-hmm. fucking hate my job. I was yeah. like, God, the, the straw that broke the camel's back was like, 
doing a Tesco bank ad and uh, having a a big massive argument with the account manager on it because like we would have to send stuff over for our approval right um, and I was doing a, a pet insurance ad and I sent them over a dog and they would ask stupid things right, right. and once the woman was just like can we have that exact dog but can we have it with less hair and I was just like this is so fucking stupid <laughs> I was like I can't believe I'm coming into work to have an argument with a woman about like the length of hair <laughs> on like an Irish wolfhound <laughs> and having to explain to her that like no we cannot phone shut our stock find the person that owns the dog shave a few inches of hair off the dog reshoot the dog in the exact same position and then put it in their ad i was like that's so trivial it it was man and i was just like this is this is like i'm not contributing anything here i'm making no impact ultimately Mm -hmm. i was like this is killing me man um and i was doing like lots of like hand type and drawing and i was i picked up some serious freelance clients while Mm -hmm. i was in there um and my yeah my cd pulled me and he was just like you're hating this aren't you and i was like um and he was like i think he was like it's shit for us that you hate it here because you're not bringing the energy that you were when you were so enthusiastic about Uh it and he's like and it's crap for you i can see you like being here and i was like right i was like i think we'll just let's call it a day then um left really amicably we're still really good friends of james a lovely guy um but at least you at least you were honest enough to say yeah because a lot of people would sit and go do you know what it's fine. People do do it in their jobs every day, and they're like, yeah. "Fucking hate this job." But I know exactly, and I just, I'm just not built that way. Yeah. I could just, I could just settle down. And he's like, "Look, I think something maybe like a startup would work for you. Mm-hmm. Going your own way, or you know, working for um, someone that's going to give you lots of creative bread would be, mm-hmm. would be brilliant for you, man." And yeah, that was that was the end of that chapter. But it was it was a great start to my career. Yeah. Either way, and uh, yeah, like I said, while I was there, I kind of got my first few freelance clients, or like proper freelance yeah. clients, and that's what really, really kick-started me from there. And did you have, did you have the fear leaving that job? Even though you you weren't enjoying it, you still get that, it's a job, it's a big agency, I'm, I'm picking up freelance work, I'm learning. Definitely. How was that step to go away from that? It was, it was difficult, man, and uh it was massively eased by the fact that like quite near the end i picked up a freelance client a guy danny i knew from mm-hmm. pr and right. like this is again this kind of keeps coming back it's Aye. like what i kind of got from that whole like pr and club experience was like such a big network mm-hmm. that over the last whatever, 10 years i've been yeah. able to like seriously lean on because yeah. all these people that you know, we're studying business and marketing and stuff they're now like marketing managers yeah. they're now digital managers some of them are all around the world and uh you know it's it's brought my name into some very important rooms yeah um and you know at that point i was 21 and danny had moved over to saudi arabia or bahrain and he worked in an oil well servicing company and they right. needed a website right and they paid me fifteen thousand pounds to build their website it took four weeks and my salary was 17 grand a year do you know <laughs> so you know, I kind of went from like sitting in this reagent, which is part yeah. of why I, I kind of hit that plateau of yeah. like, it's shit here. What mm-hmm. am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. th- that kind of money is out there mm-hmm. to be made um, and to be made yourself in your yeah. own terms and doing what you like. Um, so, me and one of the other guys that were in Equator took mm-hmm. that job. I, I didn't build websites at mm-hmm. the time, I just had the connections. And yeah, much like my, my ethos has been my everything, he asked if I could do it. And I was like, yeah. 
Fuck it. <laughs> Whatever it later. Yeah, do you know I know I know enough. I know I know all the component parts mm-hmm. that need to go into it. So I know I, if I need to pull someone else in, I know yeah. how to brief them on it. I know mm-hmm. how to guide them in the way I want it to be. And I I guess that's that's the that's the bones of what being a, a creative director or owning an agency yeah. really is. So I guess it was my first kind of my first kind of step into that. And it was a bit of a baptism of fire at such a a young age but yeah it was it was cool man so it's a confidence as well to just be like yeah i can do that no worries yeah, yeah. And, uh, some people will be like i don't know if i should take that on because it, it might not work but you're gonna never that approach of well i'll make it work exactly no, no matter That's what I'll, I'll get the get the issue built or whatever you need done i'll do it yeah exactly uh, that's kind of i guess that's how we, we still approach everything because you're never you're never going to have that experience yeah. do you know what i mean if i'd waited around to like i got to build a website or got to design a website in equator i might have been four years till i was like yeah. mid because yeah. you know they're they're high stakes we were building you know i worked on the site for malmaison and hotel de van as like a junior mm-hmm. but that wasn't me kind of like making the making the calls yeah. there other people were like styling it out so right. but it was just kind of looking at those people and being like mm-hmm. right I've, I've studied what you're doing yeah. for the last six months uh-huh. and like I, I know how to apply that now myself at like yeah. a, a lower level but if i'd waited till i got to that point i probably would have been i'd have had to have waited till yeah. those guys left probably because it was yeah. such a small design team mm-hmm. um so yeah we're just kind of taking the taking the chance and you know this is this is before like socials really this is like early early facebook days right no instagram no facebook groups yeah so like doing freelance work was not as heard of and like hustle culture wasn't really about stuff so it's not like now you can jump on and see like 50 like podcasts or webinars or whatever of guys like running down here's how to do all this stuff Mm -hmm. here's how to handle this it was kind of like self-initiated like you need to again you need to go and research going to go and read books need to go Mm -hmm. and like look at the best design blogs like ask people above you so yeah it was a bit more organic at that time so i think what what we were doing then was 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 big compared to now well that's what i was going to ask you feel you get more out of coming into the industry at that point before socials and things grew because you had to they probably had to be proactive then because you wouldn't have learned all the things that you did I no, I'd say the opposite. I'd say it was a real, a real struggle. Yeah. And only people, you know, like me that were kind of like, I'm gonna fucking get yes. This. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Where would would make it through? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm a bit more for like the democratization of like creativity and work finding its way to people. Yeah, and I think it's we've got a better creative industries now. Like does design has came on so far mm-hmm. in the past 10 years of i think back to when i was 21 do you know what i mean yeah like, the stuff people were putting out was shit but yeah. it's like collective kind of awakening do you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. being able to so quickly transfer skills to people mm-hmm. to to show people stuff like the the pace that designs moved on yeah. and innovated has been incredible and i mm-hmm. think that's that is down to like the accessibility yeah. of it and do you know what i mean uh-huh. you might have had some of the brightest minds in the world yeah with no access to like learning how to do these things but now socials made it so accessible for them and you know like even the internet and the way like social platforms work has has made it easy for Mm -hmm. these people to to get on and i think you know everybody benefits from that yeah 
these someone innovates an idea and then it, it it's much like a kind of fashion like, yeah it just trends now doesn't yeah it? exactly it trickles down you <laughs> yeah. know so, so one of the big players will come in and and action it and then everybody takes their wee piece and riffs yeah. on it and mm-hmm. integrates it in a different way uh-huh. and i think if we were still kind of where we were then in terms of like social and yeah. accessibility i think we, we would be nowhere near where we are now mm-hmm. in terms of design because you know stuff stuff looks great now yeah. even even the worst businesses sometimes look incredible and that's yeah I think that's been massive for like allowing like younger businesses not just in my industry but in every industry yeah. to shine mm-hmm. do you know what i mean because like people that are people have access to, to better yeah. everything now 100 percent. i wanted to ask you from based on your experience so i read a couple of interviews that you'd done before and you talked about kind of growing up and trying to get into the industry and you felt there was a bit of a kind of exclusion for, for, for you trying to get into it. How hard was that for you to, to get into the industry yourself? And do you feel it's improved from when you were at that stage trying to break through, trying to find somewhere that could take you on and, yeah. and grow? Oh, it was, yeah, it was crazy different to how it is now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like the, even just looking at the demographics, I think if you look like even just particularly in Glasgow, yeah, um because that's all i really had to base it off then do you mm-hmm. know what i mean but I, again because it was this kind of pre-social yeah you know your social circle even on like this was like right at the very beginning of instagram yeah and you know kind of facebook's maybe like a couple maybe like 10 years old or something mm-hmm. like that it was just who you had around you yeah you didn't have this massive like global network yeah. you followed people yeah. that you knew on instagram uh-huh um so my whole lens around me and like what i seen was was nothing like me yeah do you know what i mean like being a young black guy from hope bridge like mm-hmm. a really working class like background mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes you know i went i went to a private school on a scholarship mm-hmm. um and again that people will be like oh well that's a privilege in itself but to be honest that that was as exclusionary and difficult as everything else because yeah. that came with all the kind of a different set of challenges yeah exactly that came with a different set of kind of loaded you know preconceptions of like you don't belong here just because you're black yeah you know what i mean like you're you're poor and black what what are you doing here like this space is not for you well i suppose the you get people that are judged on the scholarship as well because it's like you've kind of you've not paid your way into that it's like it's been provided for you and you have to deal with that as well there is there is no doubt that it's a it's an elitist yeah place Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but I would never knock it because what it put into me was so strong and like yeah. what, what it instilled in me like shaped so much of who I am today mm-hmm. but but yeah it was it was massively difficult and I like you know I think I've definitely faced like bias even from teachers yeah at my school like I, when I was in P7 like a teacher like dragged me by the scruff of the neck up to like the medical room and like told the nurse to cut my hair you know what I mean? Because I had like long curly hair right and uh before my mum mum come up to the school and she was like what the f- they were like the Aye. guidelines say you can have like cropped hair between whatever it is like a three and an eight and right. you know it could be straight and well styled and mm-hmm. she was like he's fucking black he's like his hair's never <laughs> going to be straight it's never going to be like it's never going to be tidy and yeah. neat. she was like you have a black child yeah. in your school you have to learn how to deal with yeah. that um so yeah that that had its challenges but yeah i think going back to what you were saying like it, it's it's never stopped do you know what yeah I mean? as as 
it's unavoidable mm-hmm. like you're different yeah and whether people want to admit it or not people treat yeah. you differently mm-hmm. and you know sometimes that that differently can be good mm-hmm. do you know what i mean and some sometimes it's it's won me into places and i'm yeah i'm, I'm of no doubt that there's that i've done well partly as i've started to get bigger because people want like the young cool black guy to work on his yeah. their stuff yeah but at the beginning of that journey which has been like 10 years and of which time the demographic in glasgow has changed massively like the understanding mm-hmm. of what that meant has shifted yeah. hugely to do you mm-hmm. know what i mean like the stuff that people used to say to me in fucking public would be wild so just is, in general know, or... yeah yeah not even like i mean you only look back like like wokeness yeah or like and i hate calling it that but like treating people fairly and not mm-hmm. being racist and stuff yeah. it's like a fairly new thing yeah do you know what i mean like five years ago like you, people were still putting out pretty outrageous stuff man yeah. you watch like little britain from like 10 years ago yeah. and you're like oh my god you know? yeah. so yeah even at the start of my career there was definitely like a bit of a like you know i didn't belong in a corporate world yeah for design um people would pigeonhole me they'd assume i was only working on like music stuff or mm-hmm. like urban stuff yeah. and you know i was like no i'm trying to work on everything here so i definitely had like massive did that bother you at the time did oh, it it's, it's definitely it definitely did yeah and it was difficult sometimes it was really apparent sometimes mm-hmm. it wasn't yeah but i mean even just down to little things like sometimes i'd like go and like have interactions with people over email and stuff and they'd see my work and maybe not know what i looked like and then i'd like arrange yeah to meet them and they'd like sit down in a cafe next to me and email me like hey i'm here and i'd be like sitting next to me <laughs> and i'm do you know what i mean and i'm nah, like you just walked into nah, a cafe not expecting for your yeah. designer to be a young black guy but i suppose for you right away you're thinking here we go yeah like it's i'm just and i mean it was never it was never with bad intentions yeah but like it's still that stuff still knocks you yeah. you know what i mean and you know i think maybe more and more now it's people are people are looking for people yeah. like me to be involved yeah. in their brand because that's who they want their audience to be mm-hmm. but that is that's a new thing yeah you know what i mean and like this whole like urban culture street culture hip-hop becoming such a big thing mm-hmm. like the way that black people are now like pedestaled within yeah. media and yeah like, all kind of over represented uh-huh. anything um but that that like i said that's that was that's very new <laughs> yeah but i suppose for you though you came through that and you still found the path you were wanting to and i suppose it must be good for you to see now that it is changing for young black boys or young black girls trying to get into that path that you had but finding it not easier but finding it less judgmental oh, than you yeah. faced into at that oh, point absolutely do you know it was just like there was there was such a idea of what someone who looked in the yeah looked like in the creative industries yeah. at these times you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it was like the fixie bike skinny jeans yeah. like twirled mustache <laughs> this was like you know i got into the design world at like the the dawn of the hipster right do you know what i mean like Aye. bon ivor <laughs> type like everyone wearing like american apparel and it was just uh-huh. like i would go places and people would be like why you're not black <laughs> <laughs> should you not be at bamboo do you know what i mean and i'm like oh mate tomorrow but tonight i'm here do my uh, job mate yeah exactly um so yeah it was yeah it, it, it was mad but it is it's really cool now that yeah. that i think that those people are gonna 
there's so much more value being put on them. Yeah. I think now there's there's been so much discussion mm-hmm. about kind of how much diversity actually helps yeah. marketing and helps design and how having these different people and different voices in the room actually gives you such a better product, a yeah. better brand. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's so much more invigorated now. And it's, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's lovely to see that. And I'm like, I'm so happy. It's something I really champion is trying to help people mm-hmm. like from diverse backgrounds get into creative industries. Mm-hmm. It's like quite a big pillar of what we do really. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, making sure that it's as easy for them and as yeah. accessible for them as, yeah. as possible so that they don't have to, yeah, you face some of the problems that I maybe did in my going and, I, and that's the thing, I suppose, if if somebody contacts you and you can pass on one learner or one bit of wisdom for, for what you went through, then it's helped my generation right away because it's given that person the impetus to be like, you know what, I'm going to keep fighting with this and... Yeah that there is a job out there for me i just need to go and grab it exactly and that's that's partly why i feel it's so important for me to stay like kind of front and center of what i do which yeah. is like a big a big talking point somehow in my industry do you know what mm-hmm. i mean like i've found a lot of people like not not from my agency will talk about me in the studio and they're like mm-hmm. oh well why is he kind of at the front of it really why do is... you get that a lot yeah, yeah yeah um a couple of boys took one of my designers out for a pint they went for pints apparently it just ended up like the only thing they talked about were like he's on your social media he's like there's always photos of him he's always doing this like how how can you work there how can you work under someone that's like so front and center and you know to me i'm kind of like well if I stop being front and centre, yeah. you know, like, I'm, am I the only black? We, we used to have two other black employees mm-hmm. that just as, like, our roles have changed, yeah. we don't have them anymore. So I'm, like, majorly outnumbered within yeah. the studio. And I just don't think it makes a good picture to drop off, like, the only black-owned creative yeah. agency in Scotland. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the only black creative director in Scotland as well, like, at, at founder level um how do you take that though when people are making comments like that to your team like do you take it as as uh, honestly i just feel like it's pure jealousy i know that's a bit of a cliche like they're talking shit because they're jealous but i I genuinely i'm just like you're just mad because you can't do it yeah do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. if if you could do it or you were interested enough to do it or people gave a fuck about what you said Mm -hmm you would do it yeah do you know because why wouldn't you yeah it it boosts your profile so much it's Mm -hmm. brought us so much work it has been the reason we have so much of what we have yeah um so yeah to me i'm like man like you would do it if you could the only reason you couldn't and the only reason the only reason you don't is because you're salty that you can't yeah you know what i mean so we'd rather that than it bored on you to the point where it then starts to affect you yeah from a working point of view yeah okay that man people are always that's the thing like people are always going to have opinions and that's yeah. like going back to that like how it was when i started the industry like i've dealt with the worst of it yeah do you know what i mean I've, yeah some of the stuff i've been i've heard i've heard people say about me mm-hmm. i've like received like anonymous messages about yeah. like like i've been through it all man so like someone being like I don't like that you post photos of yourself. I'm like, oh, fucking. I suppose it's I'm like, very good, man. That's the the shame. more the more successful you get, the more people that want to shoot you down. Yeah, exactly. As right, well, and it. it's that kind of. I think but, people just need to find what works for them as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not 
telling them what to do no. i'm not telling them to go and get in front of a camera yeah. like talk more about their personal experience i'm like it works for me yeah so i'm going to do it and i'm just kind of doing i'm just running my company exactly yeah. how i want to run it mm-hmm. because ultimately like i'm living in my life i want to live the best life i can i want to be yeah. as happy as i can and what's your name as well what's your exactly. yeah it's your baby do you know what exactly I mean? yeah and it, you know for for me it's just such a big part of that is yeah. like i do everything the way i want to do because it's just part of my life and mm-hmm. it's the minute i stop doing things that i enjoy and start yeah. doing it the way other people want i'll just might as well just quit yeah you know i mean like i'd rather do things my way and love it than do it someone else's well at least if you know then if it if it doesn't work and you've done everything that you wanted to put into it rather than copying a format or someone exactly, else's man. that's it and you know like i'm doing all this i'm doing it this way and it's working so far. yeah so <laughs> exactly like, i'm like yeah if, i don't know man if someone I, i've yet to hear that kind of criticism from someone that's doing better than me do you know yeah, and i yeah. always take that yeah like as a real kind of like i don't know just a it's like a co- feedback a bit, a rather a than a job at you yeah exactly yeah. you know like there's people out there like industry leaders that i've got in touch with and mm-hmm. they've been like you know the way you do some of this stuff is great it's so different if mm-hmm. they were to turn around and be like this is an alarm bell you need to stop doing this yeah i would stop doing it yeah but i've never i've never heard that mm-hmm. and i think like you know as as long as i hear people that are trying to get to where i am yeah. telling me things i'm like oh, i'm I'm not gonna what's the point in listening to that. Do you know what I mean? And again, if I don't jump in the boxing ring and tell Anthony Joshua how it punch, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> if people are snipe mate, it's, like, it's, it's like pure football punditry in it, yeah. man. It's like like drive hour, like, you know, he should have had four of them <laughs> in the box. And I'm like, fuck off, man. But it's that whole <laughs> I suppose people snipe mate, you tells you that you're successful as well, because that's when you know you're on a good thing when people want to kind of pick at it yeah, and, and take me pot I'm shots. Like, if, and if you care about me enough to be talking about me, yeah. like, I, I must be doing something right. Exactly. You know what I mean, like, I'm not out there with your name in my mouth. Aye, man, so. 100%, mate. Um, so, on to, on to True Gallus, then, what prompted you to go? Obviously, you, you were freelancing and you were doing your thing, but what then prompted you to start your own company? What was the kind of catalyst? just growth yeah. to be honest man it really was just to facilitate the growth that we were experiencing growing like a hundred percent year on year mm-hmm. and that that's from a, a very small starting point yeah you know i mean like i think i've been doing it for like seven years or something maybe eight now um and you know i started yeah when i was in equator i got that big job and then i took really unwell again and mm-hmm. i had i was going to st- go and just get a job and i didn't i ended right. up just being like you know something i'm just gonna stick it out and i had a flat and stuff and i had enough to kind of like pay my rent mm-hmm. for the year and i was like i'm just gonna do this freelance thing i yeah. think i made like seven grand in my first year right, right. and then i made like 14 grand the next year mm-hmm. 30 grand the next year yeah and 60 the year after that mm-hmm. 120 the year after yeah, that so it was always growing yeah and uh at that kind of 120 mark was like just before covid or like a year before covid mm-hmm. and a nice wee studio down in finiston and the kind of stuff i was getting asked to do was getting bigger bigger my ambitions for it were getting bigger yeah like what i wanted to be able to achieve um so i was working kind of collaboratively with like some photographers and some videographers and i was like i want to go bigger um my mate drew was working with me he's an amazing videographer 
um, kind of does his own thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a mate called Fergie who was working for like a rail company down right. in Manchester, mm-hmm. but he was a he was a coder. He was amazing, right. amazing coder. Right? He was just miserable working down in this this place, this network like right. network rail type right. place. And uh, Drew was like, man, you should have a chat with him. So he came in, had a chat with him. He was very open, honest. He was like, I fucking hate what I'm doing, man. He's like, I want to just... You've been in that position? Yeah, he was like, I want to just work on stuff I love. Yeah. I want to just have fun. So he came up and started working together. And we had like a two-desk studio in a room probably smaller than this one right. that we're sitting in right now. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of went to town and, you know, figuring out our working relationship. What could what could we do together? Mm-hmm. And he, he was amazing at just kind of turning like my ideas into like websites he was amazing at like it, it was a bit of a do-all kind of like me right. i've never had like one one practice yeah. so i've never been just a graphic designer like mm-hmm. i've always you know been a bit of like bit of an all-round creative yeah. copywriting try everything creative photography videography product design like <laughs> if people chuck it at me i'll be like okay well i'll, I'll apply yeah. my my knowledge and what i do to whatever mm. you throw at me and yeah. hopefully you'll like the outcome because that's that's why you've came to yeah. me um and he was he was brilliant at that and you know like when we started doing that like mm-hmm. people i guess that's where we really started to take that that upturn and trajectory we, we I was working with people at dockyard social mm-hmm. still do and um, we were working on blow like ramondale 4042 so we, we we became like a bit of a like a specialist in Kate, yeah, creating yeah. like cult brands yeah um and creating these brands that people just seem to go nuts for and it, it was really just like looking at these brands looking at who their customers are mm-hmm. finding all the things that make made them tick yeah. And then just like building these little like brands, interactions, flyers, right. copywriting that would just like it just sent their their customers crazy. Yeah. And and from there, yeah, we just we just took off, man. It was it was amazing. And we were still just doing local work at that yeah. point. Um, but we were just in such a nice, a nice space. We weren't making tons of money. Mm-hmm. Um and then we we started looking for a space, me, Drew, and Fergie, and we ended up with our big our big unit down mm-hmm. at, at King Street. We're just next to Shawarma King now. It's like yeah. a big, nearly like thousand square foot, like in a railway arch. Right. Um, and we just jumped in there and it was just like throwing like furniture that we all had. Yeah. Like in our gaffs um, into it, throwing our desks from that wee studio into it. Um, chucked the decks in, bought a sofa and made.com and yeah, just started working away in there. And then I think we were in there for about a year just doing much of the kind of similar things i started working with a few um cbd companies mm-hmm. at that point and i didn't know at the time but they, they would turned out to be kind of like revolutionary yeah. for us um so i worked with a company called hashtag organics right. emma o'neill she's just a class business mm-hmm. woman she's amazing um and she gave me some wee briefs to right. just kind of start working with her her brands which was just kind of using the stuff she was and then she wanted to create this kind of luxury cbd skincare company like the first of its kind right. in the world and you know she she really trusted me and she really trusted the team mm-hmm. and she threw so many briefs at us right that, like it was our such a great learning opportunity yeah. for us so we that was our first kind of dabble into like product design packaging design you know shooting a proper campaign writing all the copy yeah. Doing the website, you know, so this was the first time someone had maybe thrown like 
40 or 50 grand. Were you buzzing about that? Yeah, oh, that. Man, that was that was the dream. That was Aye. what we were aiming for because mm-hmm. what we had always had before that was like little bits here. Yeah. And it's, it's so much harder to sell in an idea to yeah. a client that you've done something when you've done like one bit from here and one bit from there. Yeah. They're like, I want to see the full package for end someone. End. So she, she was our first client that right. really, I think at, at scale, the offer does mm-hmm. that. And uh, yeah, from there, it just it seemed to go mad. That was our first like... Our first big one, people went crazy for it. I've worked with a 3D artist on mm-hmm. it as a freelancer, Scott. Like, who's like a brother to me now, yeah. like the godfather to his child. Like, mm-hmm. like all my, all the, I know it's so cliche, but all the guys in the fat in the studio are just like absolute family yeah. to me. Like, they, they mean the world to me. Like, mm-hmm. I love them. Um, and that was when he got involved and, you know, bringing that 3D element into the business was really revolutionary for yeah. us. Um, and it's something that we've stuck with and it mm-hmm. does so much because it's given us such a kind of unique position Definitely. in our work. And every time we've brought someone on, mm-hmm. it's very much been like, I've kind of picked a person that I yeah. want to be involved in the business and mm-hmm. brought them in in that way rather than it necessarily always having to be like, we have grown. We need one new member of staff. Yeah, you're kind of handpicking people. Yeah, that fit. yeah, very much yeah. so. So like the guy after that, Paddy, um, Paddy and Molly started after that. Molly was like a previous friend of mine, mm-hmm. and Paddy had met down in London, right? Um, and he was picking up an an award basically for being like the best in his game. So right. he was going to Pentagram to pick up an accreditation from the International Society of Typographic Designers. Right. So he's got like a title in his name right. now for being so shit hot basically <laughs> um so yeah i met him and and this was a maybe like a year before and he, he worked across the road at right. an agency and he used to walk by every day and i used to be like i'm gonna fucking hire that guy <laughs> every time he walked by i'd be like there he is fucking yellow jacket man i was like he's getting him in here and then when covid hit his agency made him redundant and i right. was like i need a junior at this point mm-hmm. i was like i'm getting so swamped with work yeah. there's so much stuff i need to do um and he like a few people tagged him and i was like man do you want to jump in and luckily um so he was on leave at the time actually mm-hmm. um and luckily his work were like oh i think they put him on leave for like a month so he came in and done like a month with us and at right. the end they were like do you want to be made redundant and he was like yes so they gave him his Perfect. iMac and all that away with them and we you know we just put our heads down and we worked all through lockdown we we went into the office every day um it was just like the, the three of us or the four of us pretty mm-hmm. much in there um because of what we need to do we all need to have our equipment in yeah. one room mm-hmm. um so and it was amazing because it, it meant that like we had this little like bubble during yeah. lockdown yeah. where like everybody else was um was cooped up at home and i think we'd done like maybe like two months of that but i think when stuff started to slacken off a little yeah. bit and while a lot of people were still at home, mm-hmm. you know, we got to have this like this wee like community bonded, bubble. Yeah. yeah, we did. We bonded so much through that time because we'd hardly come into contact with anybody yeah. else. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing and man, it's it's weird from there's just been so organic. Like and we're now I feel like every every couple of months, every six months, I'll have like a wee man. I want to fucking why are we not working on drinks? Why are we not working <laughs> on cosmetics? You know what I mean? And it's funny, I'm just so like in it yeah like sometimes i forget to look up and be like oh my god i'm actually like what you've achieved so far yeah exactly man i was i'm actually speaking about kind of all the same stuff at cali uni tomorrow and nice. i was 
um, they'd asked me like plot out your career mm -hmm. um, and I was just kind of writing it out and I was going through all that kind of stuff that we had talked about you know got unwell done this went freelance learned copywriting mm -hmm. decided I wasn't that good at copywriting started doing graphic design started doing campaign strategy and grew and grew and grew and I, it was just weird like I never I never look at it that way because yeah. my head's so in it and I just like at the end of it I was like holy shit I was like looking at you know I was like it was like oh well who is to Gallus now and I was like oh, I'm a multi-award winning creative director scotland's first black creative director scotland's first black owned creative studio yeah. the fastest growing creative agency not in small things no no we, <laughs> we we turned over half a million in our second year um and worked with people like nike red bull glenrothes pippin nut face gym some people Eden get Mill. end of their career and not have that exactly and i was just i was like man we're, we're two years in and i'm 31 years old and i'll, I'll still go home and give myself a hard time because we've not got gucci yet are you quite self-critical uh the, with your work well with my work no like my creative work i yeah. really like I, I really believe yeah. in my creative work and i'm I'm maybe a bit precious with it yeah. and I don't take it being yeah. exercised very well, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is something I need to work <laughs> on. Um, so like, I'm like, if I put something out, I'm like, that's it. That's, yeah. That, that's it. It's done yeah. to the best of its ability. You're or for, to my, the best of my ability mm -hmm. for this. But where I am and what I've achieved, I'm so, so critical of. Really? Do you know what I mean, man? Like, I, I just mental. never stops. My girlfriend, like, always makes this point and she's like the day you bought your Porsche Cayman is the day you started talking about buying a Ferrari <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like I just can't stop do you know what I mean I think it was like I grew up like pretty poor yeah and I grew up not I, I, my mum gave me everything she could yeah and she provided everything she could but mm -hmm. you know like it's weird that at times where I, I feel like I probably shouldn't even remember but like I remember like lighting candles when we lived in high coats in Coat Bridge because we couldn't afford the electricity. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I, I remember packing, like, packet um, pasta to go on holiday because we couldn't afford yeah. to buy, like, food on holiday. Yeah. So like, we'd, eat out so, or something. So, we'd, so yeah. we'd make, like, cup of soup yeah. and, like, you know, pasta in a packet. Yeah. And, I, like, that is so ingrained in it's me. And, memories, like, isn't it? And, like, it's... watching my mum work so hard. Yeah. To get to where she is mm -hmm. and she's never stopped she's like relentless yeah she's she's a machine she's like the most inspirational person in the world yeah. to me because like when i was really young she made 21 22 right single mum lived in like green end and coat bridge yeah worked in a video shop and you know now now my mum's on, on north like 170k a year or something like that or she's She's been a director. She's been head of all sorts of customer service roles. She's. Do you see similarities with both your paths? Like yeah, career -wise? absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's why. Like, I've never seen my mum stop. Yeah, and I think that's partly why I'm. Yeah. Like, I don't know when to stop. And mm -hmm. We're both very grateful for what we have. Yeah. But I don't think there's a string in us that sees something and is like oh yeah when i get that that'll be it yeah enough's enough for Done. you do you know what i mean my, yeah. my girlfriend asked me that all the time she's like when are you going to be happy she's like you've got a 350z two porsches a range rover a half a million pound house in downhill i'm like and i'm just like i don't know it's not because yeah. it's not <laughs> but then i suppose I think it's, it's not it's not having the things that 
that is fulfilling it's yeah. achieving them yeah and it's it's that like it's almost like that high of getting it yeah i can't imagine ever not wanting to have that because it's kind of what it's what fuels me and now actually it's kind of translated to wanting that stuff for like my team mm-hmm. do you know what i mean and i like i go in every day and i'm like i want my guys to buy houses yeah do you know what i mean i want i want to see my team like buy property i want to see yeah. my team buy cars i want to see my team like go and travel the world yeah. and do all the things You're that like, i've been it. lucky to do and yeah. like i know I, I like they they sometimes are like well why are you not happy with where we are now and i'm like they're like you've got all this and i'm like i know i've got all this but i'm like we yeah. we don't yeah do you know what i mean and i'm like mm-hmm. what what we've got right now has facilitated what i have but yeah. my goal is for us all, all have it. that you know yeah. i want to i really want to have them all on 50 to 70 grand yeah. within a couple of years mm-hmm. and you know i'm working really hard towards that and it's yeah the goals just shift mm-hmm. constantly but then i suppose that goes back to when you had that first job of you're never fulfilled which isn't a bad thing because i suppose if you did have an end point then your growth stops there that's and, it and you found like, your kind of yeah, final bit there's, and... there's always there's always more and you know we're we're very much at the start yeah of our careers and i think like scotland's a, a hard place to be a creative because to me it kind of there's a lot of platitudes for creatives here and like yeah. everyone's very happy doing nice work and doing okay mm-hmm. and i think that's why we've made such a a mark on the industry yeah. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. in two years like i think that's why it kind of annoys people yeah. i'm like but i don't think like you guys think like you guys want to go and get like a nice contract for an electrical company mm-hmm. and put out a nice brochure and i'm like no i want to fucking like spray paint a bottle <laughs> like 60 stories high in new york yeah. do you know what i mean i'm like my creative vision <laughs> is is out of yeah. scotland i don't want to be doing that type of work and mm-hmm. to do that these are just all the things that need yeah. to come before it they almost yeah. like fall naturally yeah before it because mm-hmm. those companies don't want to work with people that do that kind of stuff they want yeah. to work with people that are like breaking boundaries and yeah and innovating and all these things kind of things just come as like a perk to to doing that yeah um so yeah i think just constantly reframing what i want and what i want for the guys it keeps me so motivated as well i would hate to go in and be like you know the thought of being like i'm so content yeah just like i don't want yeah i don't want to like put myself out anymore i don't want to do this i'm like i'm i'm young man i've got like a lot of years left in Mm -hmm. me and like i'd rather i'd rather do all this stuff now when i'm young yeah and when it's exciting do you know what i mean people are like oh, you know you can take you've got you've got your whole life to live and i'm like yeah. well, i want to go and f- like party in do la and you know fly around the world mm-hmm. doing mental stuff and you know buy a house in the states and mm-hmm. have a nice car there and go on holiday all the time I'm like i don't yeah. really want to wait till i'm like you're too old to appreciate yeah, it i'm too old to appreciate it or right. like or if i get it all now like what will i have then yeah do you know what i mean and what yeah. can i give the guys then and what, what can we all experience so yes that's that's mad <laughs> what do you see when you're bringing people in or you're looking to bring people in what do you look for in people what's your main kind of components that you would need for somebody to join your team what, what do you look for in the background someone who's adaptable mm-hmm. so someone who will not say no someone yeah. who'll find like the find a way yeah find a way that's that's the most important thing for me because you this idea that you can walk into a role like 
knowing all you need yeah. to know is like absurd mm -hmm. to me. Do you know what I mean? There's like you never stop learning. You can always be better at what you do. So I kind of like, for lack of a better word, like a can-do attitude. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Someone mm -hmm. that's like, and a bit of fire, man. Like I, I want to be surrounded by and have to be surrounded by people who are like live for what they do yeah i'm not interested like and don't get me wrong it's a job right it serves us all to just like come in we get paid for it mm -hmm. we go home but like ultimately i want people who are like killers i yeah. want people who want to be the best yeah. at what they do mm -hmm. like that really want to make a mark because i think if you're not surrounded by that it's hard to maintain it yeah on motivates your own. you as well yeah, exactly so like when we get a brief in i need the team like there needs to be a collective feeling of like we are going to kill this mm -hmm. like we are going to break the mold on what's done for this we are going to deliver it in a way that people haven't seen before yeah. we're going to do it to the best of our abilities and to do that you know i need i need the best mm -hmm. around me yeah but also need the right type of people do you mm -hmm. know what i mean and I, I need people who are yeah just like motivated friendly yeah kind personality important as well massively yeah. massively important and all the personalities in our studio are so different mm -hmm. but we all get along really well and yeah you know it really is like a it's like a family in there do you know what i mean like we we see each other for eight hours a day and then sometimes yeah. we go home and we talk to each other for yeah. five hours a night on a group <laughs> chat do you know yeah. what I, mean? I see i see these guys and spend more time with these guys and than i do with like my family yeah and, like my friends that I hang out with socially, so mm -hmm. like I need to gel with them yeah. really well and like who they are as people and like their values as people mm -hmm. like mean a lot. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. we, we do have a lot of like social responsibility and yeah. we, we care about doing the right thing. So again, like making sure that their values kind of align on that mm -hmm. kind of thing is is really important. Yeah. Um but I think like if if someone can pr prove that they want to do something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Kind of like, and I guess it's like maybe I take this from that interview that when I got my first job at Equator, like yeah, you I didn't, I didn't have all the pieces yeah. there, but I had an eye. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And like Scott, my three D artist, was pretty young in his career when I took him on, and mm -hmm. he was he was good then. He was very good, mm -hmm. but he's improved a lot. Yeah, and like. I could see from the the very few like things I'd seen from him at mm -hmm. that time that there was potential there. Yeah. And that he had an eye and that he was going to do like amazing things. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, I guess it's I guess it's kind of looking at uh, I've always had a bit of foresight with yeah. people I think is yeah. like I can I can kind of tell if someone's someone's got it and they're gonna yeah. be, gonna make good things. But then there's more to it than that. And I, as I'm as a manager now, I've learned that like sometimes it can be difficult to get that out of people and like mm -hmm. people also need to be like they need to have an element of self-discipline and you know we've worked with people that are so talented and yeah. they're lovely people but they lack self-discipline and yeah. they lack work ethic right and you know i have i have learned that like being the best person at that task mm -hmm. sometimes isn't enough sometimes you need to have like the want to do it yeah and you have to have the drive and you have to have the ethics you have to mm -hmm. have the motivation um so yes i would say to people like never be disheartened if, if you don't feel like you're the best in yeah. your craft like don't worry about it mm -hmm. because sometimes i have i've worked with some people that are the best in their craft and they've been a
fucking nightmare. That's not all it's coming <laughs> no, to No, it's me. not, yeah. man, because you're only seeing the end deliverable. You're not seeing yeah. the process. And, you know, if, if you can deliver 10% off that, but you made the process so much easier, mm-hmm. then that's that's worth everything in the world. Yeah, well, that's so, what you're going to remember, isn't it, exactly. rather than the other side of it. What about... What have you found the biggest challenge from kind of freelancing, etc., to doing your own thing? Um, it's been quite similar, if I'm honest, like mm-hmm. in the way that I've grown it. And I think because I have a really unique approach to it. Yeah. And that I don't. I didn't have this moment where I was like, I now run a company. Yeah. Like, this is the company. These <laughs> are the things that the company do. I kind of run it like, to, I mean, to me, it is, it's a self-named creative studio, right? Yeah. So, like, I feel like the studio is a massive, like, extension mm-hmm. of me. And, right. And, like, my creative thought process. And, you know, and, and maybe the hardest thing sometimes has been managing that relationship with mm-hmm. the guys because they they have their own creative vision as well and i'm like that's cool man but that's like this part is your job Mm -hmm. and like you get paid to be here yeah i mean so while you might not agree with some of the things that i'm doing or the way i want to do stuff like this is my studio named Mm -hmm. after me and like you're not coming here for fun yeah you're not you're not coming here to do your own thing that Mm -hmm. that would be a hobby this is work and I think that that probably has been the most difficult thing, actually, is, mm-hmm. like, managing that, like, we are a team full of, like, some of the best people in our industry in yeah. this country. Mm-hmm. And it it can get fragile with egos yeah. sometimes, you yeah. know, because we all think we know best. And, you know, some of the guys in the team are really pragmatic about it, and they're mm-hmm. like, ultimately, cool, this is a job, yeah. and I'm getting paid, so while I might not agree with it, I'll do... Yeah. What you've asked me and sometimes you know other people push back and they're like well no i want to do it this way or this yeah. is my opinion on it mm-hmm. and you know i think learning to learning to manage people and keep people yeah. happy but i wouldn't say it's i wouldn't say it's been a massive challenge it it, it raises its head every now and yeah. again but i think we're really lucky and that by and large like we're we've been really tight man mm-hmm. i think we've only lost three two or three members of staff over like three years yeah We've been like we still stay in touch with most of them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's 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 been pretty smooth sailing, I guess. Just it's just constantly having to learn like what does the next step yeah. require? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't think it's it's not so much being on like a change from like being a freelancer to being a company, but mm-hmm. like that evolving process of yeah. like what what do like the top one percent of brands in the world yeah. expect from a creative agency? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we are we're dealing with a company right now that I think they're worth like seventeen billion. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah, like yeah. how how do you talk to a company like that? What do they yeah. expect back from a delivery? But I feel like we've we've got it quite easy because my kind of mindset on it as we just go and do what we always do yeah and you're good we, at what we you do, do we do what we've always done yeah and we we're true to ourselves we're true to how we want mm-hmm. to deliver it we deliver it yeah. with the same ethos do you know what i mean like whether that i think our first drinks client was our first drinks client or our first cosmetics client or something maybe like a thousand pounds right mm-hmm. but we put as much work into that back then yeah as we do in a 30 grand brief 
Yeah, we approach it with the same. You get the same like, pride in your work, haven't exactly. you? Exactly, that's it. So I feel yeah. like we're not we're not changing much of what we do, and our mm -hmm. practice isn't changing that much. Maybe yeah. our our presentation decks have got a bit better. Yeah, we've learned things along the way. We've learned skills that we've had to learn strategy, which was like a massive thing for mm -hmm. us. Um, but by and large, we 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 go in, we do what we do. Yeah, doesn't matter who who comes, they get the same level of service. Mm -hmm. we, we try and do the fucking best we can yeah. for everyone, man. Which is the best way to be. Yeah, exactly. What about what would you go back and tell a a fifteen year old Barrington, based on what you what, what you've came to now and everything you've? Uh, don't go out with that girl when you're like <laughs> twenty. She's fucking nuts. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that would be my one piece of um, probably just to not worry man do you know I like I in the last 10 nah, 15 years when I was 15 mm -hmm. I took unwell for the first time right with Crohn's I think I must have been like 15 16 up until I was like 18 mm -hmm. like couldn't figure out what was wrong with yeah. me um and I, I think at that point, I was like, fuck, am I ever, like, am I going to have a normal life yeah. from here? And I was really, like, really worried. And I think if I could go back and give myself a bit of reassurance that, yeah. like, it, it's, I've never let it hold me back. Yeah. No matter how, like, I've worked from more hospital beds than I care to count. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mm -hmm. went in, you know, I got sepsis, I got E. coli, Jeez. I nearly died twice. I went in for like a major surgery. I got taken into hair miles. I, I was, I've been so unwell for so much of my life and I've, I've never, ever, ever let it stop me. Yeah. And I think just like, if I could just let myself know that like everything's going to be fine. But even saying that, I think I would be like, yeah, I know. Because <laughs> I, I feel like I've not, I've not changed. Much. Yeah. I've become more outgoing. Yeah. But I think like my like mindset and who I am and like the principles yeah. in me have been largely the same mm -hmm. like since for as long as I can remember yeah. and I think yeah I feel like whatever I told myself would probably not come as a, a surprise I'd be like yeah fuck I know man <laughs> <laughs> so. do you still look back at that club night and think I took a kind of different path yeah totally different path I feel like if that didn't do it something else would have yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. because I was like uni going to uni is such a transformational yeah. thing anyway and going to college and i'd always been in quite a small box mm -hmm. um you know i grew up in coat bridge fucking mental place <laughs> um then i moved out kind of to like the country in gart kosh and i just right. had like a few wee pals there because we just lived on in the state and went to school in town and you know like ev everything that i done was just kind of informed by these like group of pals that yeah. I was about with and I, I loved them man I, was, mm -hmm. I still do love them I still yeah. keep in touch with them like my best mate Matt and he's like very much like me as well in the right. same the same way like we, mm -hmm. we both hung about then we still hang about now right. we both go to clubs all together all the time now and I think like it was just it was just meant to be man but yeah. I think if if that club night hadn't hadn't changed me i think i was like i was ready mm -hmm. like after being so unwell for so long yeah. after feeling you know like man, maybe like there's more a life yeah. than playing warhammer <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i mean i feel like there was there was a point there where like so, like it was it was going to break yeah and, something I, and changed. I was ready to be like fucking right let's let's send it man and that's, <laughs> it's been like that since what about and it, obviously we touched on at the start 
there is a lot of young young people out there at that 15, 16 year old stage who've maybe feel that they are more creative and, and school life isn't for everybody. If you're it's a creative person, it's such a difficult it's, it's journey. A drain. It's yeah. a real drain because it's not set up for people no. that are creative at all. But I think now, like, people at that age have, like, access to stuff that yeah. I never had access to. And, you know, like, I see some amazing art online, see some mm -hmm. amazing graphic design. People send me stuff yeah. all the time. I see photography, and then I go on the bios, like, 17, six, and I'm like, <laughs> this guy's like, can you recommend how I get into creative industries? And I'm like, yeah, don't. Because I need a job <laughs> for like the next thirty years. What and, would you say and though? You're a, and you're a threat. <laughs> what would you say to that age group though, based on what you went through? Like, what kind of advice would you I would give? Just like, to? keep your head down, man. Like, just get through school. Like, it's yeah. gonna be shit, man. It yeah. might be shit. It doesn't have to be good at school. It's getting like that. It's a job yeah. thing. Like, you're, yeah. you, you get something out the end of it. Just don't even think like, oh, this has to facilitate this. This yeah. has to be fun. Like, you're there. Put your head down. It's a couple of years. You're off for six weeks of the summer. Just <laughs> fucking just get get through it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because once you do, then you can start to to plot out what you want to do. But also, like, go in, learn your stuff. The, the stuff you learn there is is great and it's transferable. And mm -hmm. you know, you'll meet people at school. Like, just make make the most of it in yeah. the way that you can. If that's just going in and like just being grateful to see your friends every mm -hmm. day, then just do that. And yeah. like, okay, if you have to go to class sound you're, you're, you're gonna spend the rest of your life doing some stuff you don't want to do yeah. so like learn learn now just how to mm -hmm. go in put your head down get through it get the most out of it you can but man there's it's, it's such a small part yeah. of what is going to be a very long life and a yeah. very long career that i think if you can if you can get through it well like what's at the other side is so cool and yeah i think it's it's just worth remembering that like you Although you planned your life a certain way, it rarely goes that way. Yeah. Especially if you're like creative as well. I feel like you you're gonna be exposed to so many things mm -hmm. that you didn't know existed. Yeah. And that you didn't know were options. Mm -hmm. And you know, some of those things that you're doing at school might come in useful for yeah. that. Um so definitely. I mean I mean I wish like it ultimately it hasn't affected me that I didn't pass yeah all my hires and stuff like that but I still wish I had and I still yeah. wish I'd been a bit more mature at the time to be like right I'm gonna get through this and yeah just because it, it was it was maybe like four months do you know what I mean and like for what yeah do you know what I mean yeah because I couldn't be arsed like I, Aye. yeah now I would just go back and I'd put my head down and I'd, I'd get, through get it done it and I'd Aye. get through it yeah and I'd get it done um so yeah i think just don't don't deep it too much man mm -hmm. just go and go and get it done and then look forward to yeah. to what comes after what about two gallus then what's the what's the plans for the next few years or what what do you hope for the <laughs> I, next few know, years it's it's so so hard to plot man and then like i I try sometimes and it goes <laughs> so... Your meh. head must constantly be worrying with ideas. Oh, it's, it's, it's mental. <laughs> I've, I've honestly not slept a, an entire night through in years. Like, I ju like <laughs> just... Just thinking about different things. Man, just... my, my head is just mince and it has been Aye. for like... Like, I, like, if I sleep for like eight hours, I wake up the next morning and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? My, head, my head's just been buzzing for like years and... <laughs> We do try and plot out like where we want to be, yeah, what we want to do, and I've figured out it's better to just be really loose. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I've got some creative ambitions that yeah. I like some types I would really like to break into like the beauty and cosmetics industry because mm -hmm. 
think the work that happens there is lovely. Yeah. I'd really like to for for a couple of years I was I was doing lots of photography and mm -hmm. for some reason in like the last two last year I've kind of let it slip and I'd really love to get back to to doing that. But like my goal ultimately is to be like the most recognized creative director in Scotland mm -hmm. to to go and do things that have not really been done here before to you know to contribute to the creative yeah. industry and in, in a way that other people haven't and mm -hmm. to really like leave a mark yeah and then ultimately my you know my goal is to get all the guys that work for me mm -hmm. to where i want them which is on that kind of 50 to 70k yeah. driving nice cars yeah. living, good options living in houses yeah. Uh, yeah options to do whatever they want so when they're talking about going away and you know working from like barcelona and stuff mm -hmm. like that so i'm like rather than me being like i want to make x money yeah i want to do this thing i focus on like things that i want to accomplish right and then it's easy for me to pick up things to filter into mm -hmm. that do you know what yeah. I mean? and then i'm not getting precious about the type of work yeah we take on and stuff because mm -hmm. you know like we never know what's going to land in our inbox yeah. you know like every day is so different for us mm -hmm. like we we never expect what's coming yeah um you know maybe maybe we should be better at, at charting it out and but that's that's not how my brain works yeah. and i think to, to give that and to be so prescriptive mm -hmm. would make it start to feel like work and i still know who you are is it no, no, I, don't, I don't know if the guys feel like they're just going to work every day but i've yeah. very much feel like i wake up every day and i'm just like right i'm going on this like mad creative yeah. adventure and i'm going to yeah. go in, i'm going to go into this office and i'm going to see what happens mm -hmm. and we've got you know we've got projects there to complete and i'm going to see like how we can do that how yeah. like, the box we can get them how mm -hmm. can we like do something new how can we bring an event yeah. in um so yeah it's, it's like i let it be so fluid yeah and it, it you know it's been working and, it, and maybe it could it, we could make more money or we could you know like get into different continents or something quicker mm -hmm. but i feel like that would be at the mercy of like the culture that we have yeah. and having that like yeah. really fun working environment it's and, just organic yeah and everyone seems like i mean touch wood everyone <laughs> everyone seems happy with yeah. it so i'm like not too bothered about mm -hmm. about changing it massively right yeah. now although some people say oh you're in this growth period you should mm -hmm. you know you should hire a ceo and you should be creative director and you should only do mm -hmm. this and you should let someone else make the business decisions for you and you should hire two more people so that you can be more productive and yeah. i'm just like man that all sounds like a fucking nightmare <laughs> do you know what i mean so i'm like i'm kind of just like let's like it's, it's so fun yeah it's so good i fucking love my life man like I'm, and that's the main thing yeah and i'm just like i'm not i'm not gonna stress it too hard i know i mm -hmm. have like massive ambitions yeah. and things i want to do but i don't know if plotting them out and being really prescriptive to like i yeah. want to achieve this thing because yeah. then i think i would maybe not achieve it yeah and that would be harder on me yeah do you just, not a failure at then, that point yeah exactly then and yeah do you know actually maybe part of it is that i've kind of being the architect of something where i can never fail because i yeah. never have expectations yeah do you know what i mean yeah. i don't have a very few expectations of it and everything that comes to me i'm like i'm i'm quietly surprised yeah. about and i'm i'm very grateful for everything mm -hmm. that comes in although i'm like although it's never enough there's yeah. al there's always the next thing i'm still yeah. very grateful of every everything that comes along the way mm -hmm. and i think maybe if i started 
if I started setting like massive goals, I would yeah. I'd probably just piss myself off more that <laughs> that I wasn't I wasn't achieving them. Um, so yeah, I think keeping it keeping it relaxed and chill. Yeah. But you know, I think long term, I would I would I just want I know that I want to be seen as something. I want to leave a mark. Yeah. I want to you know like I I met Virgil Abloh when he played here. I supported him when he played at the sub club, mm-hmm. and like that that kind of lasting legacy yeah. that he had is kind of what I'm looking at and being like that that's that's where I want to be. Yeah. And anything that Tugalis has to do mm-hmm. to facilitate that right. is what will happen. Do you know what I mean? If, mm-hmm. if we have to get into fashion, then we'll do that. If yeah. we have to start doing events, we'll do that. If we have to yeah. do more kind of culture focused experiential stuff, we'll do that. Which is why I don't put it too much. Mm-hmm in a box like i know what i want for the guys yeah. and i know what the guys want and i know what i want for me so i'm just i just allow it to yeah, to move and be organic and yeah and flex and i think that's why people find us quite quite interesting yeah it was because sometimes we do something they're like where did that come from that's <laughs> good though yeah no that's that's why i love it man because it's, it's not what people expect and it is as it interesting it's something yeah it's something different and every day is every day is new to us every, yeah like we we have no retainer clients. Mm-hmm. Like we have no work that we just go in and you're like, like it's the opposite of that yeah. job I had yeah. at Equator. Do you know what I mean? You don't know you, what you're getting into. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like we finished three briefs. They might be on whiskey, gin and a mm-hmm. fashion company. And then, yeah. you know, the next month we might have work for a museum and yeah. work for two restaurants. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's like keeping it. I'd love to, if it could stay that way, we're yeah. just doing these like massive fun creative stuff i yeah. guess like I'd, I'd love to be working with that like one percent of top tier yeah. brands in the world i'd love to be working on all your household names like your gucci's yeah pradas like your big drinks brands we're already there which is kind of crazy mm-hmm. on the like working on like global creative for like huge whiskey brands yeah. and then like even even like more locally brands like eden mill and stuff like that so, so you're already on that path exactly so it's, early it's, yeah it's, it's i guess it's just making sure that we we don't go off course yeah is re- yeah because really, i think the trajectory is probably in the next two or three years to be turning over a couple of million yeah to be very much where we want to be to be more international mm-hmm. so i don't yeah i think as, as long as it keeps going the way it's going <laughs> <laughs> mate this has been brilliant i love listening to people that are that bought into what they're doing and that and i like the fact that you don't have a plan as such but you still have that desire to evolve all the time yeah. doesn't necessarily have to look like a specific thing but there's a growth it'll, there yeah it'll always move on i don't know what it'll move on to yeah do you know what i mean like i don't know if i'll pick up a dj residency in yeah. london and that and we'll we'll throw a club night down yeah. there or if i'll end up acting cd like mm-hmm. director at, at fashion house yeah. or something at some point like to me, everything's on the table. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of seeing what we, we're putting out, what we love mm-hmm. and what we want to do and at the best of our ability. Yeah. And then I guess it's seeing like what, what does the industry put back to us yeah. in answer to that? Because it will naturally get things back from people who have an affinity to us yeah. because because we have such a big personality as a, mm-hmm. as a company. We'll always get people who, yeah. who believe in us, mm-hmm. which is great. Do you know what I mean? We, we don't we don't have indifferent clients. All our clients come to us and they seem to be like, we need you to yeah. do this thing. And you're the only people that we think can accomplish this thing the way we want it. And mm-hmm. we really believe in who you are and we really believe in what you do. 
and I'd rather have, you know, 10 of them than a yeah. hundred. Like we needed someone to make a website and you guys make websites. So you'll do. Yeah. You want people buying into you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm guessing you'll never be satisfied no matter what. I don't think so. No, I think, <laughs> I think because there's always something else to do yeah. in creative. Do you know yeah. I mean? And I've, I've done so much. I've, mm -hmm. I've art directed massive shows that Skepta and Stormzy and Wiz Khalifa and all those types of people have played i've i've got a club night and sub club mm -hmm. you know i've i've directed like fashion campaigns i've rebranded yeah. fashion companies and drinks companies and you know they all bring such a unique yeah challenge and they all bring something new to do i don't think i don't think you could ever get bored doing what i do and the level of variety is unreal exactly and that's why i'm so conscious of never becoming like a graphic designer yeah. or you know a strategist mm -hmm. because it's like it's that it's that variety that gets me out of bed in the yeah. morning and you know i don't know what i'm going to be turning my hand to and it's it's taking that challenge yeah. and figuring out how i can apply my skills to to something to make it to make it special rather yeah. than just being like yeah you know if, if i was maybe just stick to being a graphic designer mm -hmm. for years i could be like i have seen enough business cards you know yeah. I, mean, I have done enough brochures but you know, and I, I don't know if a fat if someone's gonna come to me and say like, "Can you direct our fashion show?" Yeah. Or can you do visuals that are gonna go behind me at Printworks while I play to mm -hmm. you know, five thousand people? And it's that that kind of drives me on. You want that unexpected, don't you? Exactly. Brilliant, mate. Thank you so much. No worries. At Thank all. you for it's sharing. It's been lovely to finally get in, man. It's been a no. long time coming. <laughs> it worth it though. Hundred yeah, percent worth man. it. And do you know something? I think anybody watching it who was where you were at that young age we'll take something from it a hundred percent and that's the whole point of it yeah exactly man now if it, if it helps anyone I'd, i'll i'll be grateful i'll be i'll be happy but i mean super yeah, thank nice. you